Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Praise Down. Just a few announcements for you this week. Uh, we have coming up Nim's Fairy Tales. Alex, can you tell us more about that? Uh, it, the, the theme of the show is, see, 2016 wasn't that bad. It's where we all talk about what a bad 2017 uh, we had. So, uh, yeah, come out to that one and listen to me. Just try and figure out something from 2017 to complain about. What's the uh, date and time and location? Uh, that is at New World Comics on the... Uh, that is on Saturday, January 27th at 8.30 p.m. Very good. At New World Comics. Very good. Once again, we are plugging the Good Trash Media Patreon. You know it, baby. So, listener, we don't do ads but we do do bonus content through our Patreon, like the Good Trash Genre Cast Bright Bonus episode. Listen to uh, our favorite sweet, smart boys on the network. Mm -hmm. Talk about an entertaining bad film. That's my most nuanced synopsis of Bright, which is why I'm not on it. Come on down. I watched five minutes of it, and I couldn't because it was too racist. (laughs) I watched all of it and said, this is racist, and I hate that... I'm being entertained by it after that. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I hated that part of me. Come on down to patreon.com slash GTM. And also, if you enjoy this show, tell your friends. We uh, we primarily divvy our info through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I sound like a very uh, sort of sleazy fantasy barkeep there. And that's patreon.com slash GTM, as in Grand Theft Motto. Uh, Heath, what's your Grand Theft Motto? Give me the car, and everything will be, you know, it's not going to be great for you, but, you know, good for me. What's your Grand Theft motto? Get one car, please. <laughs> Give me the car I got a rap to go to. Listener, I just learned how to do Aesop Rock, and I can't stop. It's a lot of fun to do that voice. <laughs> Welcome to the Praise Down. It's me, Heath Huffman. It's me, Alex Sanchez. And we are here with Kirsten Thurgelson. Hi. Hello. Hey, Kirsten. I was uh, thinking the other day. What were you thinking about? What if cartoons got saved? I think they'd start singing praise in a whole new way. Yeah, yeah. Like, Skeletor from He-Man. Meow, hallelujah. I was thinking the other day, what if cartoons got saved? They'd start singing praise in a whole new way. Like the king of town from Homestar Runner. <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, I was thinking, do hallelujah. Oh, that's way better. I was thinking the other day. Mm -hmm. Now, what if 
cartoons got saved. Uh-uh. They'd start singing praise in a whole new way, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, Skeeter from the Doug franchise. Hallelujah. <laughs> I hate to uh, I hate to address the bit directly. Uh-huh. Kind of fucked up in that song that that Beavis and Butthead can't get saved and go to heaven. They're not allowed in heaven. Yeah, you 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 remember this song? I do not. Oh, so it's basically this bit with guitars and stuff for five full minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you think this is bad, <laughs> one of the cartoons he said was Kermit the Frog. Not a cartoon. Muppet. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. It gets to... I was thinking... Has the histo- oh, sorry. What uh, Jill's right. Has historically been a cartoon Muppet, though, in certain mm-hmm. in iterations. In certain extended universes, yeah. of course. Muppet babies. It gets to this thing. It gets to this... I call it a thing, but it's a verse of the song. Hmm. I was thinking the other day about a cartoon. I said, start singing phrase in a whole new way. Be this and that other guy. Nah. nah. We I like that we each went for a different one. We it worked out good. I've really got to know who sang the song before I can keep pretending I I always think it's Chris Rice and I'm always wrong. Let me find let, uh, let's see. Also fucked up that it's just called cartoon song. It's not very descriptive. It is Chris Rice. It is Chris Rice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so here's the difference between us here at the Praise Down and Chris Rice. Hmm. I was thinking the other day, what if cartoons got saved? They'd start singing praise in a whole new way. Uh, Beavis and that other guy. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> fire, fire, oh, fire from hell hurts uh, my bu- my. Oh. My body, I want to go to heaven. Oh, I love heaven. <laughs> Welcome to heaven, Beavis and you other guy. Oh, it's freaking sick to be here. I love it. <laughs> this is these are the worst. <laughs> oh, sorry, let me try a better better one. Oh, it's really pretty great to be here in heaven. Oh. Is that Buffalo Bill? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it, it's Beavis and Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Who's that other guy? It's it's Buffalo Bill. We figured it out. Herb Beavis. Herb Beavis. I snuck into heaven. <laughs> hey Beavis. <laughs> See, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this awful, terrible <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much. I'm horrified to be here. It's yeah. it's great that you're here. We're glad. Uh, so, Kirsten, we're going to talk the walk. Yeah. All well, right. uh, first of all, we should address this is our second pass. Yes. At this episode. Let's go ahead and clear the air. Yeah. <laughs> because... uh, last time, th- due to some technical issues, we lost over half the episode. And 70% of all the good jokes that have ever been made on this planet were made in that hour and a half. <laughs> Rip in peace. Rip in peace. <laughs> Uh, so we're here to pump out a new, fresh one. Here's the thing, is that this one is allowed to be as terrible as it wants to be, because we can just say that the first time it was, was extremely just good. an yeah. intangible, Ooh. glorious, just 
yeah, hour it, of the most incredibly just beyond jokes that no one will ever hear. It's mm-hmm. a real monster mash situation of an episode. <laughs> yeah, no one will ever get to hear the original, just the dumbed down version that they put on the record. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. I need someone to elaborate on that immediately. Okay, look, you're s- the song. This is not an original thought, by the way, Internet mm. and Kirsten. The Monster Mash, you're not hearing the Monster Mash when the song The Monster Mash is played. Ah. You're playing a recollection by some jag that only heard it. About it's the a, Monster Mash. It's a Tenacious D tribute situation. Exactly. I understand. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I get Oh, a, a 90s kid reference, of mm-hmm. course. Yes. Now, for that. Di- We're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> Is the monster is the monster mash like a sixties kid reference? I think it might be. Okay. <laughs> just trying to I I'm just trying to bring it up bring it up to par with the youths of today. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Something that they'll understand. It's so fucked up that they don't make more Halloween music. God, I know, right? Like they made it all the time in the forties, uh, and then they stopped for a second, and then they got back into it like with novelty songs in the sixties about monsters and shit. What happened in the 50s? Uh, everybody got too scared of communism to do anything subversive. To, to make art. Mm. Yeah. yeah, to mm. make art. That. They were worried that talking about ghosts might get you McCarthy'd. Oh, because of the, the specter of communism <laughs> yes. falling over Europe, of course. Yeah. You, ghosts were like the, illegal uh, in the 50s. Yeah. The ever-present ghost hanging over all of our heads. Mm-hmm. The ghost with the most, baby. They deported all the ghosts in the 50s to a... Uh... Actually, all the ghosts had the same amount. I think that's kind of the point. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kirsten, how's your walk? Um, well, I feel like... A, I, I, I feel like it's a very similar story to a lot of the people who grew up here and that you're, you are brought up very Christian and then eventually you sort of think your way out of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess. Does yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to boil it down to the the vaguest arc of oh, I do. I absolutely do. I want to get specific. Mm-hmm. How long were you Christian? Um, probably until probably until I was about uh, nineteen. Yeah. That's a yeah. pretty long time. You yeah. had a good run. That's I that, did. That, that's about how long I lasted. Yeah. Mm. So you must have seen your friends get tired of it before you were done with it. Yeah, that's probably true. Um I started well, I started hanging out with a whole bunch of uh new people in college. Um I like made all new friends and Were they like that tends to happen. Christian friends? No. <laughs> Sweet. They were co- they were liberal commie college kid friends. Ooh. Mm, so know. they weren't Christian friends. That's correct. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So. How did that affect your religion? N- it, I would say it negatively impacted it. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um. But yeah, I uh, I was uh, raised Southern Baptist. Hello. Uh-huh, me too. Uh huh. Um, and I went to a very, very small church for years and years, which was the same church that my cousins went to that they lived in Goldsby, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, population there is about, uh, ooh, I don't know the actual population, but I can tell you, uh, that they have a post office and a church 
and that's it. Like mm-hmm. there, there's, there's nothing. There's maybe like two neighborhoods all told, but they aren't cool. really neighborhoods. They're all on like acreages or. Okay. Yeah, mm. it's that kind of a town. Just like lots of yard, yeah. a big, big yard. Yes. Lots and lots of room. Where yeah. you can play football. Touchdown. Yes, and worship mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. <laughs> Put a big, big table. <laughs> the, the three uh-huh. the three pastimes of rural Oklahoma. <laughs> um, but football, football, the Lord, and touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... Did you you didn't live in Goldsby, right? No, I didn't. We commuted like forty five minutes for to church every single Sunday. Oh man. Yeah. Um and That we, seems tough. It was it it was not a great association to have with religion, like Pavlovian response wise. Forty five minutes of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, just driving. Uh there's nothing to see on the way to Goldsby, Oklahoma either. Mm-hmm. Like it's just you drive through Norman and There is one thing to see on the way to Goldsby and it's a sign that says Goldsby, Washington, which yes. sounds like yes. a jazz musician. Yes. Ah! Wow. I've never made that connection before, but you're absolutely correct. That's my favorite road trip game. <laughs> what two towns <laughs> sound like a jazz musician? Goldsby, Washington That's for so sure good. does. Mm-hmm. He's a, he is for sure a tenor sax player, right? Chandler Cushing sounds like a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wayne, that I already Wa- hate. Uh, Wayne Payne. Who's that? That's absolutely a weatherman. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys like local humor? Yeah, this is not a local <laughs> podcast, by the way. We're just talking about all the different road signs on the highways out of this town. <laughs> out of the most interesting place in the state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tulsa's going to fight you. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right, so Kirsten, what happened? Uh, well, how long did you go to Goldsby Baptist Church? Is that the name? Yes, of it actually, it? that's that's a great guess. And yes, um, I went to Goldsby Baptist until I was uh, probably like thirteen or so, mm-hmm. and then I transitioned to a cool rock and roll church that was local. Oh man, rock culture church, love it. Studded belts on any of the staff there. Uh, mainly affliction t-shirts. Oh yeah. Um, it's also very important that you know that uh, at the at the Wednesday night um, youth group, mm-hmm. uh, the the I don't know what do you the youth service I guess. Yeah. They would actually have adults stand out in the parking lot that they're like they were adult volunteers. Their only job was to like go interact with the teens. Which seems incredibly creepy in retrospect. You know Yikes. what that sounds like to me? What's that? Make out patrol. Make out patrol. That's make sure nobody's true. yeah making doing any sure, crimes out there. Making sure no one is doing drugs or getting dropped off by their parents and then leaving. Making sure nobody's yeah. like doing drugs, doing lip crime. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, kissing's not legal until you're 18. That's it's just true. not like widely enforced. Right. Or hugs that are too long. Lip crimes. Front hugs are also illegal until yeah. you're 18. Front hugs illegal till you're 18. It's kind of hack, but side hugs. It it it's like the K two of hugs. In, <laughs> it'll fucking ruin Christian your life. <laughs> Would you, you call it a gateway hug? You get one bad side hug, and all of a sudden you're in the manosphere. 
you're an incel now. All because your hand grazed the side of that boob one time. Or you just wanted a front hug from the wrong person on the wrong day. Oh, man. We've all had those days. Everybody makes mistakes. But that's not what they told you. Thank you. They told you that these are your designated adult interactors. Yes. <laughs> now that now it sounds bad again. Yes, it absolutely does. Oh, yes. boy. Yeah. Any good interactions with the parking lot adults? It was... No. Define mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Not they were, not bad. They were always they were always very cringeworthy. I mean, they were exactly as cringeworthy as you think. Did they get coached on teen lingo? Great question. Oh man, I did. They ask if you were out there getting crunk. That's like a ten years ago teen thing for an adult to say. Not that I recall. Uh, I I more dads took it upon themselves uh, to to try to use the youth lingo. I remember mm. that for sure. Um, were any of them too good at it? Absolutely not. So tell me some other cool perks of this rock culture, non-denominational church. Sure. Um, we had free pizza every Wednesday. The rock food. Yes, of course. course. Um, everyone knows teens love pizza, especially cheap pizza. Two devil horns up for that pie. Slide me a slice of sin. Yeah. Satan's pie. <laughs> now, I don't sin, but this pizza is just delightful, my teens. <laughs> <laughs> my teens is so funny. I'm going to start preface- prefacing everything with I don't sin, but. <laughs> my good teens. <laughs> Listen up, my good teens. <laughs> Uh, we also had a skate park. We had a, like a miniature. Excuse skate. me. We Badass. Had a- <laughs> How was this? Maybe not the first thing <laughs> you said. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair criticism. Um, just, just so we're keeping track at home here. You said we've got adults <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> Check. Pizza. Yes. And. Oh, oh yeah, a skate park. It wasn't okay. It wasn't like a full blown skate park. It was portable, so it was. It, there were like ramps, and I think there might have been a rail. Uh. So you could witness to skaters virtually anywhere in town with yes. this portable skate park. I, I suppose you could. Yes. Was there a grind rail that you could? I believe. I I, I cannot skate. I cannot s- skateboard. Mm. I mean, uh... normies normies call it a rail. Yeah. I mean, whether or not you're skating board or not, it's still a rail. That's true. A, a grind rail. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I just i i th- I want to say that there was like a little a little rail, a little rail know, for down and for um, grinding and fifty fifties. Yeah, mm-hmm. the only dark kind of slides. grinding that's okay mm-hmm. at church, by the way. Yeah, you can't do dark slides at a church skate park. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you will be ejected and not allowed back. You'll be given a firm warning. We don't do dark slides. It's the devil's grind. (laughs) Why don't you hop on back out there and do a Christ air? But don't. A a much harder move, by the way. 
don't do a Christ heir until you've signed this waiver, please. Yeah, uh, we don't have a ramp big enough for a Christ heir, so you do need to sign something before. <laughs> but and, we would love it if you did a Christ heir instead. And and alleluia, alley-oop. Ooh. Now, uh, an alleluia? There it is. Yes! Yeah, alley-oop. <laughs> is a basketball one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's from the sport of kings. I never claimed to know anything about literally anything. <laughs> Absolutely fair. <laughs> so, Kirsten, I imagine that you were starting to feel a little bit put out by driving to Goldsby until you were 13. Sure, sure. I'm sure there were arguments about it. I'm sure the drive was terrible to make every week. Did going yes. did going to rockchurch.tv <laughs> reinvigorate your sort of like zest for this whole Christianity thing a little bit? A little bit too much, yes. Oh, like more than before. Yeah. Well, before, okay, before church was boring unless I was watching Veggie Tales. I mean... Like, rock Church is great at this this specific thing, which is making ro- Christianity feel very underground yes. and punk rock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very rebellious. Yeah. That was actually, that was a huge part of the aesthetic. Right. Was, you know... They managed to convince a group of very impressionable teens that the, none of the people in power are Christians. <laughs> <laughs> and that the way that you can rage against the man is by becoming a follower of Christ and voting Republican. <laughs> yes, because we were hashtag not of this world. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, exactly. I, yep. Right? So about about at what point did Rock Culture Church start feeling stale to you? Again, not until I stopped going. Really? Yeah, no. You were just on board until the end. Absolutely. I mean, I... Okay, I, I sort of... I kind of fell off of, of going after, uh, like, junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't go as much anymore. My friends didn't go as much anymore. Um, we had driver's licenses, so... <laughs> You we could go anywhere any... else. Yeah, you could go um, to another church. Yeah, I didn't have to convince my mom to drive and drop me off somewhere anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I was still, you know, I would go to church with her on Sundays and everything, and wasn't. I guess I hadn't seen I hadn't seen the code yet. I hadn't yes. seen past the veil. You're still jacked into that yeah. Christ matrix. Yeah. You were still hanging ten. You were still riding the wave, uh-huh. but you didn't see that the wave was just like ones and zeros. Mm. Yeah. Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. It's fucking deep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so when did when did those ones and zeros start to manifest themselves? Um. Uh, yeah. College. <laughs> I, I yeah. was about 19, yeah. Um, had a series. <laughs> Mom, stop listening now. Um, had a series of, uh, <laughs> of of balcony conversations on uh, several substances. Uh-huh. Um, Theraflu. <laughs> Mr. Pib. <laughs> Dimatap. Milk. <laughs> Barbecue shots, mm-hmm. you know, the cinnamon challenge. 
That's no joke, man. The cinnamon challenge killed my friend. Barrett. <laughs> that sweet baby angel boy. Oh, man. All right. I hope the ocean doesn't claim him. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett Austin, if you're listening, I hope the ocean doesn't claim you. So. <laughs> <laughs> so balcony conversations. Yes. Um, and then I also started dating someone who uh, who sang professionally in a church choir um like they literally he was a vocal music major and they got paid to do it yeah um rules. and then i started <laughs> and then i started going to that church be- because i was very frequently with him and he was an atheist <laughs> oh cool <laughs> um and that i mean that was about the point that i was just like oh man i can't like i can't get the magic back uh, it's, it was is, never the same really after gone. that yeah yeah huh yeah yeah it, uh, it's kind of weirdly anticlimactic, but... No, you really do have to keep going in order for it to still feel like nothing's right? weird. Now, yeah, now I actively, like, it makes me uncomfortable to go. Oh, yeah. 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 It's um, weird. Everybody's saying the same stuff at the same time, and it's, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's... It's so it's so strange because whenever um like at the height at the height of my church attendance like whenever I was going every Wednesday like I one of the big things to do was you know um during worship like put up putting up your hands and everything and like going mm-hmm. going up to the front and laying it at God's feet and, and recommitting it's, it's like yeah. very yeah it's this huge like therapeutic cathartic ordeal and I was like just crying in front of strangers on a weekly basis dude like yeah. it was yeah it's weirdly addictive right yes yes it's that weird like emotional high and that rush of like yeah connectedness and it's yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a hell of a scary. drug it's very scary it's really scary yeah. like in retrospect yeah yeah my my experience with crying in church was that i didn't ever do it and i felt really I felt, like, broken for not mm-hmm. feeling like I could, mm-hmm. but I did notice that, like, once one person was, like, a church crier, right? there were, like, three more the next week. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes. five more the next week. Yeah. It only takes one person for everyone else to realize it's okay to do. <laughs> yeah. Let me be... Okay. I need to take a moment. I want to say for the record that I am pro-crying. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, crying. Crying fucking yeah. rules. Crying kicks ass. This is a pro-crying podcast, I think, generally. I don't uh, want to shame anyone there, for crying. Yeah, listeners, if you're out there and you're not crying right now, give it a shot. Yeah. Pause the podcast. Go have a nice cry. We'll be here when you get back. All right, now that you feel refreshed. Let's hop right back in. Let's hop right back in. So... <laughs> So has anything changed since your definitive loss of faith moment? Um, I am older. Okay. (laughs) And Mm. therefore less shitty. Has your your position like shifted (laughs) on anything worldview related? I... Can't say this mm. next sentence without sounding incredibly douchey. Hell yeah! Here, Let's go. We, here we fucking go. Um, 
I got really into Nietzsche for a little bit. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you like went way into the. Wait, wait, say that again. Sorry, one more time. I got really into Nietzsche for a little bit. <laughs> So how did that affect you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your. <laughs> so. I want the okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> Nietzsche is not a nihilist, okay? Okay. His big deal and for whatever reason that like every fucking white boy that reads and gets into Nietzsche like completely misses this point. Nietzsche's thing was that life has the meaning that you give it, not that life has no meaning. Right. So it is equally important um, to dedicate your life to something or to pick, like, pick a thing that you're going to believe in and then follow that thing as it is to find a thing outside of yourself like religion and, and believe in that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying that you could be like. It doesn't matter that life has no inherent meaning. Your job is to give it meaning. Yeah, anything can be church. That, if you that do kind it of right. seems like a an ultimate nihilism that sort of eats itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything's so meaningless that you can just attach meaning willy yes. nilly. Yeah, and, and it's, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how dumb everything is. <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. Isn't that nicer? Yeah, yeah that's really fun. <laughs> it's who cares, but then it yeah it loops back around into being care again. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So like weirdly, that kind of pulled me out of the whole um. Being a shitty college atheist. Mm, it's mm-hmm. uh, shitty college atheist though is a very important. It is a stage. stage. Yes, yeah, it is a step in existence. It's a stage that needs to be respected. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the pupa form of a spiritual sure. person. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. yeah, you shut everything out and you become liquid inside for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like an insecure goo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started yeah. to say we lost this metaphor, but you know what? God damn it. You're right. Yeah. I found it again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. the Get Rights, G-I-T, was recommended by our previous guest, Andrew Wagner. Thank you, Andrew. There's only one song on Spotify, but we are going to munch on it. We're going to take a big bite. Ow. What is this song called? In his own special way You can kneel down before him But only to pray Ain't it love Jesus Loving Jesus ain't gay That song's called It Ain't Gay Parentheses to Love Jesus <laughs> I love it I, I think it I think it's good 
Uh, I think it brings up an important point. You broke. It ain't gay to love Jesus. Me woke. It's gay to love Jesus, and that's fine. Damn. This song should be called It Doesn't Have to Be Gay to Love Jesus. It can if you want. Yeah. I'm not your dad. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're, you've really galaxy-brained this. So that was It Ain't Gay to Love Jesus by The Git Rights. G-I-T. Thank you, Andrew. That Thank was you, uh, Andrew. That was really fun. You guys ready to, you guys ready to do some uh, advice? Is yeah. Ready, is ready to give out some advice? Who are we advising? Users from ChristianForums.net. Ah, uh, yes. Good. Everybody just go race to find one. <laughs> find one you love. Yes. Okay. I do not want to go first. All right, I'll go first. Here we go. This question is titled, High Heels. <laughs> by Bob underscore Om 22. Oh, no. Well, lol, my girlfriend really likes high heels because she says they make you look beautiful, comma, but she's already beautiful, comma, just so beautiful, in fact, comma, I would prefer she just wore flip-flops or something, comma, I don't like high heels because they hurt her feet. <laughs> I love her feet. Parentheses. <laughs> Parentheses. I'm not like obsessed with feet or something, but it's a. <laughs> but it's a part of her. End parentheses. I don't want her to hurt them. <laughs> that is the only problem I have with high heels. I'd comma, I'd prefer she didn't wear them. Is it really okay to hurt your feet just to make yourself feel beautiful down there? Down there? What? <laughs> Let me read that sentence again one time. Slower. <laughs> okay. Slower. Ugh. Is it really okay to hurt your feet just to make yourself feel beautiful down there? So this guy's... <laughs> he's... I feel this guy sounds like... He is battling something being awakened in him yeah. as he writes this. He has no idea how to parse any of it. Here's the, the rest of it. Should, how should I talk to her about this? Should I? I just don't feel like she should hurt her feet. It doesn't seem right to me, and I wish she didn't. Thanks for everything. <laughs> End of post. I, I won't say this about every post on ChristianForums.net, but sometimes a post just sounds homeschooled, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's a very homeschooled post for sure. Yeah. Honey, I wish you would just wear flip-flops. <laughs> because I need your smoking hot feet to stay in good condition for me. I can't. I cannot 
have them being damaged <laughs> by your differently hot high heels. This guy sounds a like a closeted footman. For sure. Absolutely. He's in the foot clan for sure. <laughs> yeah. And he can't tell what's doing it for him more. Wow. Feet in heels or undamaged feet? What if, and this is something we haven't considered yet, what if it's the flip-flops specifically? What if he's just real into toes in that beach life? Ooh, yeah. That sound? Mm-hmm. Very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, the, the sound of a beach or the sound of like walking in flip flops. The sound of walking in flip flops. That's his like, ASMR. Like on, a, like on a tile floor. Oh, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really Michael Winslowed that. Wow. <laughs> Heath, are are you a flip flops man? Am I a flip flops man? I actually, actually no, not even in, not even personally for uh, my own feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, uh, I don't know. They get real dry and, and cracky. Yeah. Yeah. So not 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 this guy. I'm a closed-toed man all the way. I'm lab ready. I oh, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. I I've been thinking about going back to Crocs. <laughs> it's not a bad move for you. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's true. I went. I was at the outlet malls <laughs> looking for pants. Because I heard that they sell them there. And uh, there's a <laughs> there's an entire Crocs store there. And it's good. Here's, here's the thing. Tell me. I'm pro you going back to Crocs. Okay. Provided that they are not camouflage unless you are in a situation that warrants it. Like an airsoft battle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Camo Crocs implies you're embarrassed about your Crocs and you don't want people to notice your or, Crocs. Or it implies that you don't have feet, and I'm also against that. That is scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how do, how do we get this guy to both get to enjoy his his wife's good, good feet in heels, but also keep them from getting all hurt? Are there, like... I want to help this man. Are there, like, ergonomic orthopedic heels? What if he starts wearing heels? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't care what his feet look like, and heels sort of obscure most of the foot anyway. Mm. Yep. So, so he just wants to see a stump stuffed into a heel. Mm-hmm. He can do that himself. Yeah, so he can, since he's the spiritual leader of his house, <laughs> as, as a Christian husband, uh-huh. he can demand that his wife be flip-flops only. Yeah. And she apparently has to go along with it. Right. And he just starts wearing heels. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. He gets but he has promotion to... at work because his boss thinks he's taller now. This, This kind of brings up a new problem, though. You can't be a Christian husband in heels. What will your Christian boys think? What will your what will your church think? And don't worry, I've got it. Okay. Massive shoes. <laughs> shoes big enough to put this man's feet and 
high heels inside of them. <laughs> like like a Russian nesting doll situation. Foot, heel, giant shoe. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. Just, and it's like his own little secret. His foot, he's got a foot secret. And he's, just... he's got a foot secret. Outer hooves. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like outer hooves is my favorite part of the Metal Gear Solid universe. <laughs> it's my favorite My Little Pony fanfic. <laughs> Wow. My Little Pony friendship is liberty. (laughs) (laughs) My Little Pony horse eater is my favorite in Oh, fuck. That's the one. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like like we gave some real advice to help him. I think we did, yeah. Kirsten, do you want to go next? Sure. All right. So I feel... I, I picked this one because I feel like there's a lot to unpack, okay? Sure, sure. Okay, this is this is from Parenting and Marriage, uh, and this is the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> I decided to ask one more question before going to bed so that I wouldn't forget it. This, is, this question is for all of the parents out there who do the whole Tooth Fairy ritual, and the reason that I thought of it is, is because it came up in another thread. Parents, how much money does the Tooth Fairy leave nowadays? I believe that I got a dollar every time I lost a tooth, but my niece gets paid like five bucks. I remember that I got to keep the tooth and the money after the tooth fairy made her visit to me. I still have the box where all of my baby teeth are kept as well. Winky face with the tongue hanging out. You're absolutely right. Hang on just a fucking second. There's so much there. When is this post from? Let me look. Today at 12.40 a.m. Get okay. out okay. of here. This is a wow. middle-of-the-night parent question. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so first, roundtable this. How much? Quarter. Quarter. I think I got, like, a nickel. I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. My Badass. tooth fairy was a cheapskate. My tooth fairy... I guess we have the same tooth fairy. I don't know. Do you? I didn't realize it was so her, third party. Her niece gets five dollars. Yeah, kind of way too much. Bullshit excuse, capitalism is that? Excuse me, right? Yeah. How? That Fucked is up. a that is a it's Nichols Hills money. This is yeah, not a local podcast. Yeah, yeah that's a Range Rover driving mm-hmm. ass family. Yeah, giving their giving five dollars a tooth. Do you have any idea how many teeth a child has? Way more than an adult, if more bones than, are any indication. More than 50, I think. <laughs> they just keep coming. They're just layered like just a shark. Sharks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tiny sharks. Did you guys have any uh, adult teeth come in next to your baby teeth? All three of the kids in my family had the shark tooth problem. That's amazing. Yeah. I did not. I had a gap. Um, oh, man. My... Like a, uh, oh, a, a big boy. A big one? Yeah. A real big gap. It's my favorite ska band. Uh, <laughs> I had a, uh, I did have a mouth crowding problem. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have had 
11 teeth pulled my entire life. Wow. Yikes. Not, inclu- not including uh, my wisdom teeth being cut out, which is that brings up the total to 15. That's too many. That's too many teeth, right? That's like they a full just kept half coming. of... They just kept coming. That's so crazy. Yeah. So another implication on this question is, do I keep my daughter's baby teeth yes. in a box to, to present to her later on? Please tell now, me. Wait. Is that how it went in the... In the question, or I, I thought the mom was keeping her own teeth. I think she said she was keeping her own teeth. She still has the box that has her baby teeth in it. Yes, but because she got to keep her teeth, the tooth fairy oh. did. There was no, there was no exchange for goods yeah. and or services. Gotcha. Yeah. Your, your the subtext here though is, do I play tooth fairy, and you know how much do I tooth fairy for? Sure. But or after how that's, much do you ferry the tooth? But after that's all over, do I blow the lid off of this entire tooth fairy thing for her and give her her teeth back? I think, here's my pitch. You let the kid keep her own teeth. And... She grew them. When she's done losing all of them. Or no, the first time she loses a tooth, give her... Your old tooth box, <laughs> and just tell her to add to the family box of skeleton <laughs> fragments that you've been collecting. Also, eventually, after many generations, you'll be able to recreate an entire human body. But first, mm-hmm. an entire human baby mouth. <laughs> All for just eighteen dollars a tooth. I love, I love the idea. I love the idea of getting to keep your baby teeth because rather than the tooth fairy paying you for your teeth, it's like she's paying you reparations. <laughs> like for pain and suffering. You could bring grandma out at Christmas and be like, put a jacket on. With with, <laughs> with your grandma tooth mouth. I hate all of those words in that order together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you hate the words grandma tooth mouth in order? I also hate the implication that you might have a grandma tooth mouth. <laughs> this seems like another homeschool thing. This is right? my grandma yeah. tooth mouth. Like that's the name of the episode, by like, the way. That's I put about. chocolate syrup on my golden grams. Come look at my grandma tooth mouth. <laughs> it's in my dad's room in a suitcase. Mom, I used to have friends, but then they stopped coming over because I showed them my grandma tooth mouth. <laughs> so eighteen dollars a tooth for sure. <laughs> First part of the question. I don't know. Can some? Can, can we? How much does ivory go for? Because you need to teach wow, your kid to value question. their body. Yeah, it's kind of your money maker a little right? bit. Right? Yeah, that's just got to kind of fluctuate with the market mm-hmm. a sure. little bit. So yeah, our advice to this parent is watch the ivory market <laughs> and get on a list for get on a poaching list or whatever because that's what happens when you do that. Sell your kid's teeth, give your kid the profits, then steal back your kid's teeth, give it to him in a shoebox. Mm-hmm. Consider yourself advised. Oh, it's my turn. 
the post is called Christian Goths. <laughs> yes. This comes from Cheyenne Goth Dude. <laughs> July 28, 2006. You know it's going to be good. Hello, all. I'm new to these forums. And this is my first topic. What, you, what is your opinion such things as this? <laughs> yes. That's it. What are your opinions such things as this? That's the end. Of, that's full stop. Mm-hmm. That's end of question. Yeah. What is our opinions on Christian gods? Yeah, what is your opinion such things as this? Christian gods. My opinion such things as Christian gods is important and good. King David went through a very goth phase when he was writing Ecclesiastes. Was it King David? Solomon? Solomon. Solomon for sure wrote Ecclesiastes. He wrote that, Psalms, and Song of Solomon, the Book of Fuck. (laughs) Van Wilder, the Book of Fuck. (laughs) I'm just going to go through some of the responses here because some of these people are fine. The others kind of have brain slugs about the... Okay, <laughs> go on. I'm a former goth. <laughs> I'm sorry, this comes from Sephiroth Q. God. Uh-huh. I'm a former goth. And I would say that a good majority of the goth culture is against our religion. But I don't necessarily think goth and Christianity is a poor mix. And I don't either, I don't think. <laughs> I think I agree. Yeah, you could be you could be a Christian goth. A lot of monks, I think. You know what? What is more goth than being Christian? Go on. Badass crosses. Yes. Totally cool in the church, right? Uh-huh. A good badass cross, people love those. Drinking blood. God. Sorry. Yeah, it's blood, fine. It's blood, fine. blood drinking, mm-hmm. body eating. Mm-hmm. Uh tomb Rising from the dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rising from the dead. All cool stuff. Cheering on Moses as he, like, makes Egypt die. Badass. Kissing dudes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Kissing dudes. Kissing dudes. Yep. Uh, uh, hanging yourself after the kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denying Jesus. Yeah. Peter was great at that. Mm-hmm. Um. 2018's looking like a real Christian goth year. If, I'm in. That's you, the new aesthetic for 2018, everybody. Yeah. Christian goth. Because, like, look look at what's goth already. Health. Health. Yep, treating your body like a temple. Uh-huh. Goth. And Christian. That's true. What else is goth? Crosses are already pretty goth. Crosses are already extremely goth. Incense is goth. Incense is very goth. Mm. And uh, do that a lot. Then, by extension, frankincense. Mm. Extra goth. Chanting? Very goth. Very goth. Robes. Stained glass? Stained Stained glass glass is so goth. Churches. Churches are gothic. Yeah. And by extension, goth. Organs. Thank you, Jill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Pipe organs are extremely goth. Listeners, uh, chime in on Twitter. Tweet at the Praise Down with other things about Christianity that you think are goth. 
using the hashtag a Christian thing I think is goth is once again that's hashtag a Christian thing I think is goth is hey, hey guys yeah hey guys yeah yeah Mr. Versatile 48 replies <laughs> hi guys as an old timer I googled goth Oh, Months no. ago. Mr. Versatile. And much of what came up related to occult fascination, as well as Gothic architecture and the original Germanic tribe, oops. The Goths. Oh. All occult practices are forbidden by Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 13, Ugh. as they all have adverse FX on us up. little old humans. As a veteran of talking to teddy boys, mods, rockers, hippies, skinheads, punks, etc., as well as having mixed regularly with many Christian teens who wore the gear but abhorred Satanism, etc., sure. the same kind of varied analysis above could be made at all of these other fashion fads since the 50s. Welcome on site, dude. What, what? a ride. Wow. Incredible. What a ride. I want to meet this dude. Mr. Versatile 48 gets it, I think. You yeah. Get... Mr. Vor- Versatile 48, if you're listening right now. Get on here. Please come on the podcast, Mr. Versatile 48. You might have to Google again, but you seem so good at it the I first time. I believe you. But he's right. There's nothing Christian or non-Christian about an aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, right? Mm. J- uh, wear the cloak. Just don't commune with demons. Be, be Christian. Be goth. It's easy. Jean, uh, the original poster, I'll, I'll leave it here, but he said, you know, this is Cheyenne Goth, dude, again. You know, whenever I think about the verse, avoid the appearance of evil, I don't think, ha- I don't think Paul had the color black in mind. Fucking preach, dude. <laughs> he meant, by the way we act and interact with someone... Now, as if I was to dress with an actual pentagram necklace, which I'd never do. Instead of a fake pentagram like I usually wear. The knockoff pentagrams. <laughs> or some <laughs> other type of satanic demonic symbol on. I wouldn't be setting a good example now, would I? That's very true. Not a real pentagram. He's just a fan of Viva La Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Viva La Gram. It sucks that that was Viva La Bam's, like, logo, because a pentagram with a heart in it, honestly? Rules. Rules, Kinda yeah. Tight. Fucking kicks Kinda ass. Tight. Could be the logo of this podcast if it wasn't already taken by by, by Mr. LaBam. Ugh. Baron LaBam. Baron LaBam. <laughs> that's, that's the only voodoo god I worship. <laughs> it's the only Sonic boss I ever beat. Um. You guys ready for Tune Talk? Let's talk Tune. Tune Talk Stinger is right here. It's time to talk tunes. Anyway, that's not the Stinger. We're here. We're out here talking about the self-titled Flyleaf album. Isn't that right, Kirsten? Yes, yes, it is. That is correct. Well, let's. Uh, you guys want to? You guys want to do that thing we've been doing? Gong showing it? 
let's show that gong. Let's show that gong who's boss. Uh, so we'll start off Flyleaf's top track, number one track called I'm So Sick. Hell yeah. So this obviously goes. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That baseline is so good. That baseline fucks. Yeah, it fucks. It rips. It absolutely whips sack. It whips sack. <laughs> it grips. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's a lot. That baseline is good. Does uh does the lead singer scream like that in a lot of Yes. Cool. Um, usually it's uh, like one or two. Um, but yeah, she probably screams in like half the songs. Mm-hmm. Give give or take. Cool, cool. I think Lacey Sturm has a great scream. She's great at it. Yeah. She does have a good scream. Um, so that was I'm So Sick, right? Yes. Now, does she mean, like, sick as in unwell or, like, righteous? Okay. So, uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Flyleaf. They describe themselves not as, like, a Christian. They're very vocal about this in, like, old interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they describe themselves not as a Christian rock band, but as a rock band that has Christians in it. Were they? Huh. Are they all Christians? Yes. Oh, they okay. all quote share the same faith. Well, then, that's a Christian. Well, no, it's not. Not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Christians in a band. Yeah, because um, that would make you too a Christian band. Yeah, yeah, that would mm. that would make Mute Math a Christian band. Yeah, your your faith background doesn't necessarily determine what kind of band you are but they make christian but music. i feel like if you've got to protest it yeah it um, makes the label stick mm. i think that this song specifically though is like the perfect description of that though because like it doesn't it doesn't outright like it's not a praise song mm. you know but the whole theme of it is you know being surrounded by bad things and bad people mm-hmm Oh. And just hating it. Yeah, exactly. And oh, so they're like, "Oh, I'm sick of this." Yes. Okay. 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 They're like wanting things to be more wholesome. I guess so. Okay. But, okay let me live without this empty bliss. So, like, damn. Right. Right. Yeah, they're looking for a higher pleasure. Yeah. Like the light of the Lord. Word. Yeah, praise that. Praise that. Next song. Next song is Fully Alive. Do it. (laughs) 
love that chunky rip. This is some fatty flank, for sure. Yeah, that guitar is thick for sure. It's good. Okay, pretend I said this like it was the first time I said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the guitar player's on some Roseanne shit here. Yeah? Yeah? At this point, you guys have both heard the intro to the Roseanne theme. Yes. Yes, that's true. I Should we play it for our listeners? We probably we should. To. play. Okay. If you haven't it's heard the intro to the Roseanne television show there's something really magical about it the first word that comes to mind after magical is chunky Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of bird that is but a jailbird. A jailbird. <laughs> Truly the best working class sitcom. Yeah, it's the people's sitcom. It absolutely is. What? Oh, yeah, Roseanne's coming back. I forgot. Oh, Roseanne's back. Roseanne's back. I don't know why I called her Roseanne. Oh, have you guys seen Roseanne? <laughs> Razan is back in town. Knights of Razan. <laughs> David Razan. So we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> but my point someone's really dialed into something on that Razan theme. Something that I believe every musician should try to dial into. It's the, it's the sauce. It's yeah. that. It's that Roseanne frequency. <laughs> yeah. No, this is absolutely coded in that sauce. I'm going to just... <laughs> so good. Yeah, just chunky and evocative. Is the way I would describe mm. that. Just chunky. <laughs> chunky and evocative. Yeah. So Fully Alive is what's go what's happening in Fully Alive lyrically, because that's not really my You know, I'm not honestly sure. Um I've looked at the lyrics and it's kind of unclear. There's there's some there's some dark imagery there. I there's Good. some broken bones, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some grandma my, teeth mouth. My, <laughs> my inclination is to say that it's not particularly uh, religious, but I will say that she has a uh, an acoustic version of this, um, and she changes the lyrics uh, fully alive, and she knows how to believe in futures to she knows how to believe in Jesus. I don't Ooh. know what that means. Well, but read into that how you will, dear okay, listener. Okay, so it be, it gets more Christian when it gets acoustic, less electric. Yes, makes sense. Yeah, 
it's, subdued. It sounds like maybe she had some trouble putting something instead of Jesus in there. Yes. Yeah. Futures. Agreed. <laughs> like, what yeah. kind of futures are we talking? Which futures? O- oil futures? Dystopian or... futures? Odd Stock futures. futures. Odd futures. Uh-huh. Back to the futures. Good French. <laughs> What's next? Good French. French. <laughs> I'm glad that's being recorded. <laughs> uh, next, we've got the song Perfect. Oh, perfect. I love that, like, real atmospheric guitar in the background. That psychedelic guitar. Yeah. Like you're just kind of noodling in the back of this. Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, very sort of tightly tempoed mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like it. This yeah. sounds like a good anime music video song. Yeah, it does. It mm-hmm. It feels... It, this is the beachiest one so far for me. <laughs> oh, it's beachy. It's sure. kind of like... You know. Yeah. Like a little... Yeah. A little very, summertime. Very Disney Channel original movie Brink. Right, yeah. Love it. Love what that anime does mm. this belong to? Um, what anime is this getting AMV'd for? Oh, man. Something about just like a tough punk girl. Just doing it upright, demon style in high school. Doing it upright, demon style in high school. Mm, it's not Kill a Kill, is it? It's Kill a Kill. It's Kill a Kill. There's a Kill a Kill flyleaf amv on the internet somewhere jill you looking it up are you looking at thank you so much to our producer jillian uh for looking up whether or not there's a kill the kill flyleaf anime music video on the web (laughs) um up next we've got cassie okay and we have to talk about this we have to talk about this one uh, called perfect love it love what's happening with pedals here So, Kirsten, what's this song about? This song is a fucking time capsule, uh-huh. is what this is. Uh-huh. This song is about Columbine. Wow. Yeah. And just for posterity, when was this song, when was this album released? Uh, Columbine was 98, right? Oh, five is when this album this is was from. Five. Oh, oh, yeah. This is Okay. Columbine was still the only shooting that ever happened ever in 2005. Was it, 90, mm-hmm. was it 98 or 99? Doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. No, that was, it was still a huge deal. How long was Columbine the only shooting? Until like 
three years ago. Yeah. And then there just is. Now there's just, they're all over the place. Now there's just 7,000 shootings. Yeah. There's so many shootings that we don't even broadcast them all on the news. Till like 2010 probably. Yeah. Was when it stopped being the only shooting. And now just, listen, this is America. Sometimes kids get shot. That's the price we got to pay. For Is being it? free. For being free. What? Like Sandy Hook, right? That was kind of Yeah, weird. that was sort yeah, of... That's, that that's was... like the tipping point of where we decided that guns were more important than kids. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So next... It'd be weird to record this song now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So up next, we've got a song called Sorrow. These riffs keep being very good. These riffs are real tight. Yeah. You know what they remind me of? Every Time I Die, a little bit. Ooh. I don't know anything about Every Time I Die. There's this sort of real chunky sort of southern metal sound. Okay. It's like fried, like a chicken like on a steak. Yeah. Like that kind of like Sabbathy stoner metal kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm into it. I'm way especially into it. especially with like the it's very guitar heavy. Yeah. And there's like there's a combo of like gritty guitar and also like psychedelic Yeah. It's you all the me. stuff you I like. You feel me. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't believe how good this is. Should we keep going with sorrow or should we move to the next one? Uh yeah, keep going. Surprise, it's a ballad. Oh, man, what? I feel like... That song, I the guitars could be a little chunkier, yeah, and it's, crushier for it's me. It's a it's a weaker song. Sure. My favorite thing about this song is that what it ends on is her screaming, and I had to look this up because I was just like, what it like? What is she ending that on? She is screaming, "Joy will come," which is just the most metal fucking thing. Here we go. Here we go. Right? That kicks ass. It kind of does. That rules. I love those chunky riffs. Okay. I typically hate it when a real balls-to-the-wall sort of rock group has to shoehorn a ballad into their album. Mm. But I think this ballad's got enough horsepower on it. Yeah, to take it sure. to take it over the line of the next song. Yeah, it doesn't. The album doesn't come to a stop. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't kill. It's the like a, it's a ballad that's like nestled in, ne- nestled in a little riff burrito. Oh, Ooh. just a little ballad salsa on top of the riff burrito. Yeah. <laughs> I really like riff burrito, Kirsten. Thank you. <laughs> So up next, we've got I'm Sorry. Anything you want to preface this one with? Just that they followed a song called Sorrow with a song called I'm Sorry. 
That is really funny. <laughs> and no one stopped them from doing that, like at the record label or anything. They're they like, were like, this is good. So fucked up. All right, here we go. I'm sorry. I'm That riff is in six. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Are they math? Are they math rock officially? You can't. No. (laughs) Good again. Good again. There's something that I'm kind of trying to parse through here. Mm. The drums. Yeah. Are not initially. I thought the drums were weak, but I think they're just not in the way. Yeah, they're just there to hang out. And sometimes he does real complicated stuff. Yeah, and he doesn't have to. But it's it's sort of mixed behind everything, which is fine. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't seem particularly drum heavy and i don't think it would be a good choice to make it that that guitar is chunky enough and rhythmic enough to kind of live in what i okay i know i know almost nothing about music what's what is is there a name for that that little do you know what i'm talking about uh i can tell you what they're doing yeah they're the the guitar player in question is Putting his fingers over the strings, okay, yeah, and just kind of strumming them. Okay, so they make that okay, so it's like okay, so yeah. it's like being intentionally percussive as opposed to yes, yeah. melodic. Okay, mm-hmm. got you're, it. You're basically drumming yep. on a guitar, on a guitar, <laughs> not like August Rush style, like a like a bad, right. like badass. Yeah, <laughs> right, like t- yeah, like on the strings. Right. Yes, I understand. What's next? Up next, we've got All Around Me. Which is my least favorite song. Here we go. This is the, this is the Kill a Kill AMV one. Yeah. This sucks. Doesn't it? Yeah, this riff isn't anything. It literally just outlines the chord structure. My tongue dances behind my lips for you. Yep. Jill just mouthed flat to me. She was definitely flat on this song, and they just fucking kept it. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Yikes. What does it mean? That song sucked. The rip, there was no riffage. No, yeah. It was just that, like long things to outline the chord structure. It's, it's the could, least Roseanne one on the album. This easily. song could have been easily recorded by like any number of other like yeah. Christian group. Like very, very easily. This is not a Flyleaf song. Like it is. It's their most popular song. Like if you go to the Spotify <sighs> list, I know it's like the most highly played. It's bad. It 
it might not be this at all just because of how popular it is, but this seems like a bit of a studio compromise. Could be. Yeah. Could yeah. be. They might have been like, hey, we need like <laughs> we need something that they can play on the Christian stations. Yeah. Like, like honestly. Hey, you're you you're a lady, you got a pretty voice. Mm-hmm. Play play a pretty one for us. Mm-hmm. And there's I think that that's... Yeah, and it, that's gross. It's lacking yeah. the fundamental thing that I like about their music, which is that juxtaposition of grit and her, like, high soprano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one doesn't feel like it's got any any of that juice no, it's that, that made us like them in the first place. It doesn't have any of that John Cena true grit. <laughs> yeah. American grit, pardon me. Do you know about his... He's got a game show called American Grit. I did not know about it. that. Yeah. I have I seen the movie True Grit with Haley Steinfeld, though. Yes. Haley Seinfeld? Harry, Jerry Seinfeld was in True Grit? Yes. Up next. <laughs> Dressed as a small girl. No, wait, actually. Jerry Seinfeld in True Grit is very good. Thank you. <laughs> I cannot it, go it was. on mission with you. I'm old and fat. <laughs> are these people that have formed a posse? <laughs> Little girl, roll my cigarette for me. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> my Jerry Seinfeld, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not so, even going to try it. I, I don't have one. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, you got to You know that's the rules around here. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that's it. You did like okay. yeah, you did it. it's easy. My grit is true. <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> did I do it? Did I do good? Okay, great. You played pretty for baby. Did Daddy like Jerry Seinfeld impression? <laughs> yeah. All right. In the context, in the context of talking about this specific film, that is a really gross question. Up next, <laughs> we've got Red Sam. This is fun again. Wait, wishing my wrists were bleeding. To stop the pain from the beatings. Damn, this Daniel. is an e- like this is a, like this. Okay, I want you to disregard those lyrics for a second and tell me that's not still a fucking emo song, though. Oh, it extremely like, just, is. Just oh, that absolu- intro alone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have any of that like that Sabbathy Stoner stuff we were talking no, about. No, no, no. Yeah, like that's it's. Yeah. It was like we're dark pop punk now, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yes. So let's move on to there for you. There for you. Yarp. I'm not mad about it. 
yeah. weirdly. Here's something I like. Very wholesome themes. Yeah. Are all over this one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want to be a better friend. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's some misty eyed heath stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing nothing really gets me like people being friends. Especially Dude. given yeah. what that song follows. <laughs> Yeah, a song about wanting your wrists to be bleeding. Right, yeah. To stop the pain. <sighs> There's just a real good spread about some hard stuff like Columbine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I want to be a good friend. Can I, okay, can I just say that the way that this album is stacked, it feels like they're doing like kind of a, a downhill slide into trying to be Paramore. Okay, yeah. look, uh, which one was it? Was it, um, there was one way back in the beginning of the album that I was like, mm. oh, it was Cassie. I was is just like, it? I'm yeah. just like, oh, this is Paramore. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Fair. Totally fair. Dude, that song, okay, something in, like technically interesting about that song is mm-hmm. that it starts off and like as soon as it, as soon as it hits the first verse, it goes into double time and then at oh. the bridge, it goes into half time. For the, for, oh, for on Cassie. Whoa, just, sorry, just, just to be just to be retroactive and make, just to like do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what? Anyway, sorry, you you brought that's that song m- up again, and I I forgot wild. to I forgot to mention that whenever we listened to it the first time, but they didn't have to. No, Flyleaf's a math rock band. God, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. Next, we've got Breathe Today. You can only move as fast as who's in front of you. And if you assume just like them, what good will it do? Okay, now you've you've cursed the album, Kirsten. Because now it's all just Paramore <laughs> yeah. from here on out. It's just yes. Paramore now. If Paramore that were mixed, all the way down. That would have been really good if it were mixed a little differently. Like, how the, do you mean? The if the guitar were like a little further forward. Yeah. And because if it was like a little more intense, it would mm-hmm. be fine. Because that yeah. riff is good. Yeah, yeah. But they just mixed it. They mixed it like a coward. Is what I how I would describe <laughs> it. They. Brought the guitar to where the drums were, mix-wise. Yeah. Mm. Which is... It, let, let's... You can it just doesn't feel like anything. Like, who's in front of you. Because even you when... Mm-hmm. Uh, here's... Oh, here, here's what it is. Don't do the thing where you start out with only some of the guitar's tone and then come in with the rest of it if that's not going to be, like, a big, bad reveal. Yeah. Don't just be like, here's half of it, and here's the rest. The rest feels like not very much also. Yeah. Right? That's fair. Like, oh, here's here's our very withdrawn guitar line, implying we're going to give you all of it later on, and it's just yeah. like, 
it's just another little tiny helping. Yeah. A little, a little, yeah, a little scoop. Mm. Yeah. Here's here's it's a frozen yogurt, and it should be ice cream. Here's yep. one extra scoop of guitar out of the, the half scoop you had, or whatever. They can't all be winners, guys. All right. So <laughs> next, next we've got. So I thought. Oh yeah. <laughs> Heath, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> Funny you should mention, it sounds exactly like the end of a football movie. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect triangle. Friends, popularity, football. Ronnie had them all. Until he didn't have them all anymore. Lost his friends. Lost his popularity. In the end, they say all he had was his football. Skin of the pig. Flying across the grass. Hail Mary full of yards. Chuckleheads want to take this over? Dirk, you look like you're gearing up. <laughs> and I guess at, that, at the end of the day, you know, I realized that maybe that's okay that all I was ever going to do with my life was settle down with the first boy who bought me cotton candy at the state fair, but you know, I reckon there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's what my mama did, and that's what my mama's mama did before her, too. And Jimmy's just the finest-ass quarterback in the entire state of Missouri. And that's okay. I've been coaching these boys for five, six years now. None of them are ever going to graduate. But goddamn, when I tell you that person really does reach their prime around 21, 22 years old. I couldn't let these boys go. They were the best goddamn team I'd ever had. And no number of good grades or angry parents was going to make me lose them. If I play my cards right, we're going to nationals this year. I've seen a lot of boys come through my restaurant, Corn Ham and Rolls, here in Paddington, Missouri. <laughs> some of them like the corn, and some of them like the ham. Some of them like the rolls. Ronnie loved the rolls. Ronnie could fit 15 rolls in his mouth. And still, and 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 he crafted an air hole in the rolls with a straw that that he had in his sweet tea, and would breathe like he's scuba diving on dry land. And it was a breathing exercise for him, and it made him real good at sprinting. He was fast. He was a fast boy. 
who could breathe. He could suck air through 15 rolls in his mouth. And it was the most goddamn inspirational thing I'd ever seen. And that was the story that they told at Ronnie's funeral. <laughs> what a legacy to leave behind. I sure as hell am going to miss my son. <laughs> so do we want to roll it? This song is... this. This song is my favorite one because that brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> you can just keep doing that forever. <laughs> you can actually just have that be the background music of any person from Texas telling any story about anything that happened to them in their hometown. It's like the opposite of like Wobegon. You can end any sports-related coming-of-age film with that song. Mark and Rodney, uh, they uh, they really grew together as friends that year. But, uh, you know, one thing they really got really great at was hockey. Mark and Rodney, uh, they didn't play much hockey after that year, but fuck, they were good at it. They mostly used their hockey skills to be a part of elaborate heists on banks and casinos. <laughs> And at the end of the night, as they were uh, as they were mopping the blood off the mat, I thought, you know, this is what it's really about. Just forgetting all your troubles and rearing back and punching the other girl square in the jaw as hard as you fucking can. <laughs> I've got one just stole for me. We're almost there, I promise. Okay. To be fair, you have to have a pretty high IQ to understand Rick and Morty. God! The humor is extremely subtle, and without a solid grasp of theoretical physics, most of the jokes will go over a typical viewer's head. There's also Rick's nihilistic outlook, which is definitely woven into his characterization. Anyway, I, I, that's enough of that. What the fuck did you say about me, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know I graduated at the top of my class in the Navy SEALs. I've been involved in numerous secret raids on Al-Qaeda. And I have over 300 confirmed kills. <laughs> Hang on. Um... So uh, I figured if I'm going to be moving to within shooting range of you, I'd better at least try some diplomacy first. <laughs> it's the wife email. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, whenever I'd feel small or lonely, I'd look up at the stars, wondered if there was life up there. Turns out, I was looking in the wrong direction. When alien life entered our world, it was from deep beneath the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> a fissure between two tectonic plates. A portal between dimensions, the breach. I was 15 when the first kaiju made land in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, start me over. 
Football. Noun. <laughs> a form of team game played in North America with an oval ball on a field marked out as a gridiron. A ball used in football. Either oval as in American football or round as in soccer. Typically made of leather or plastic and filled with compressed air. <laughs> So, folks, <laughs> Kirsten. Yes. Before we get into final thoughts, sure. What's a piece of Christian or tangentially Christian media that you want us to consume? Ah, uh, okay. All right. Okay. Hold, please. Ah, Holding. I'm gonna have a bite of salad. Okay. So, uh, years and years ago, my friend was in a band. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, yes. I'm tr I've been trying furiously like this entire episode to see if I can find a recording of of this. Um, they made a parody worship song called Zombie Jesus. Oh, so this was like 08. Yeah, this was a long okay, yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. ago. Yes. Um. All I remember is that their band had their band had the word meme in it. No. Yes. Okay. Wait. 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 No. 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 Okay. I texted him. He just sent it to me. Okay. Caleb Bruza, if you're listening, please forgive me. Okay. This may this may be online. Ah, oh, dang it. Okay. I think I think that you can I think that you can find it. Um. It's a uh, Zombie Jesus by the Meme Punks. Their shows their shows are available uh online in their entirety like uncut though. Like they're not they're not separated out into into track listings or anything like that. Okay. But it's it's a great song and if I can if I can find you the uh like the like the minute second that it starts I'll I'll send it to you. Okay, perfect. For God's Sound sake, good? please do. Yes, yes absolutely abso I yes, will. Yes, please. Yeah. Y'all ready for final thoughts? Yeah. Sure. I'll go first. I never go first. Do it. Uh, a lot works. Way more uh, Way more things about this album work than things that don't work, right? Uh, the guitar and the bass lines are very, very extremely powerful mm -hmm. in, a, in a sort of God way. Like, just really powerful. Like I said. Like, like higher powerful? Higher powerful. Mm. Righteous. They're, oh, Jill says in a Yahweh. In a Yahweh. Ah! Yahweh. Ooh. Uh, so, so that works. They they sound really good. We talked about the guitar playing a lot, about mm -hmm. how it sort of tapped into that Roseanne frequency, but also mm -hmm. the bass. The bass is chunky. It's it's very. The word chunky keeps coming up, but it's got that very sort of like southern metal sound. Like we talked about Sabbath or just like other sort of stonery, mm -hmm. psychedelic, like sort of this southern chunky blues sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they don't use blues like scales or anything. It just, but it still feels bluesy. It feels like it's in the blues playing field, mm -hmm. though. Yeah. Um, they do sort of try to sneak in ballads, which 
I'm not which I'm not super happy about. That sounds like some it seems like something their label maybe wanted them to do sure. because they want anybody with a female voice to like mm. do that on their albums. But one of the ballads, Sorrow, still has some damn juice on it. Yeah, yeah. It was dripping with it. I feel like that's maybe the one that they wrote on purpose and then and the then other what, one or two were were probably forced. were probably yeah. compromises, mm-hmm. right? I think the drums are mixed great. They're kind of like right where they need to be. I was sort of thinking that we maybe needed more drums, but as the album went on, it kind of grew on me in a way that, like, no, these are right. These mm-hmm. these are right. Um, th- things that don't work for me. All around me, I agree. Kirsten was. Uh, it's not bad. Lame. It's the weakest track. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. All around me isn't good. The whole Christians in a band thing. I kind of wish they'd just be a Christian band and just yeah. be a cool one. Just. Yeah. Just. Own it. Own if it. you've got all the stuff, then commit, dude. Represent. Yeah. Also, I, do, I don't like. Maybe this is just because you said it, but they just became Paramore at the end of, mm-hmm. at the end of their album, and yeah, I covered ballads, but that last song is the most delightful <laughs> shit. It's so good, and it legitimately brought joy to me in a way that I haven't that it hasn't been brought to me before. So pure, yeah. Nine No Judas, you guys. So pure. Wow. So yeah. pure. Okay. Okay. Was, is it me? Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, man, this okay. This album has like it. It's got. It's so dumb. It's got a really like. It, it's got. It's got a place in my heart because it was. Mm. It was kind of formative for me. I wasn't. I didn't get a chance to listen to a whole hell of a lot of like, good alternative music just because my mom. My mom didn't like rap. She didn't like noise. She didn't like. Mm-hmm. Oh, your mom's not in any noise projects. That's a shame. Nah. <laughs> Just like, I I got to I got to listen to this album because it was like a Christian album mm-hmm. for the same reason that I got to leave my house because I was going to church. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it got me it got me into some stuff that I still really enjoy, like, today. Um, like, dissonance and distortion and that just, like, really, like, like, the clear, like, female voice paired with that. Like, that's my fucking jam. Hell yeah. Like, I I like so, I like so much about this album. Cassie fucking rules, even though, mm. man. Even though Columbine doesn't God, rule. It, <laughs> Columbine does not rule. And I guess, I don't know, I have complicated feelings about martyrdom um, and the death of a teenager that didn't really need to happen. Um, I think it's bad when that happens. I, I don't have complicated sure. feelings o- about okay, it. Okay, all right, fair, fair. Yeah. 
but I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fundamentally weird to like be like, yeah, this teenager died for our cause, and that's badass. And yeah. Yeah, maybe it's not. Is it? Maybe yeah. it's okay to lie about whether or not you believe in God if someone's literally holding a gun to your head. Right. Yeah. Um, God would get it. I think. I feel. I. I agree. I feel like God would be like. That's chill. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. It's not like those were the that was I wouldn't want to get shot in the head either. If anybody when Peter was denying Christ had had a gun, <laughs> he would have gotten one freebie for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um Yeah, no. I I like I like a lot of this album. It's definitely front loaded. Um all of like everything that sounds like Flyleaf to me that I'm just like, yeah, that's that. And it was such a strong sound, which is why it's such a shame that they get away from it. And then all of their future records get away from it. That's the whole thing. But um, I really like this album, and it showed me a lot of things at a really important time in my life. Um, so I'm going to go uh, 10 No Judas. Ooh. How D, Alex? Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you guys... I, I like... I have no background with emo music pretty much at all okay um so for this this is sort of one of the only things that even approaches that that i've ever listened to Mm -hmm. and i gotta say i'm into it i get it it's it uh, i i like it when it's um the chunkiness of the guitar helps to cut through the melodrama of the lyrics sure um on stuff like if, if the whole thing was soft and clean, I'd hate it. Right. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. But the the chunkiness of the guitar and the the just all of it just makes it feel way more sincere and way less It was soapy. Two, it was 2005 and I assure you that everything that happened in 2005 was totally sincere. For well, better or worse. Yeah, well, that's extremely fair. But I just I don't have I mean my gauge of sincere is pretty limited. I have advanced irony poisoning. Uh, <laughs> it's in my blood now. Uh, <laughs> that said, I think that the yeah the guitar makes the prettiness of the rest of it feel more accessible mm-hmm. to me. And for that reason, I'll say, yeah, ain't no Judas. Hell yeah. Yeah. Man, pretty tight grouping here. Yeah. Pretty tight grouping. All right. Uh Damn, we did it, you guys. We did one. Nice. Kirsten, do you want to plug your online presence? Sure. Um, you can find me online. I am on the Twitters. Uh, you can find me at Cranston, K-R-A-N-S-T-I-N. Um, I also write uh, very sporadically, um, uh, feminist horror analysis for Good Trash Media. Um, so you can find my column at the Frightful Femme on GoodTrashMedia.com. Dot com. Dot com. C O M B. Yes, that is correct. Dot mm-hmm. com. Uh, yeah. Guys, we made it through the podcast. Mm-hmm. We did it. I'm proud of us. Let's uh, let's say a few thank yous. Thank you to Good Trash Genrecast for publishing, being our friend, uh, being our. Mm. Being our network. Yeah. Being our pod daddies. Uh, thanks to Jarvix for the intro. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Cameron Brewer for Holy Ghost Riding the Whip. 
And thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you, the listener. Praise yourselves. Mm-hmm. Hey, praise yourselves once in a while. Yeah. You know, you deserve it. You've earned it. You work hard. Good job, you. Yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, close out this episode of The Praise Down the same way that we always close out this episode of The Praise Down. Uh, eat your eat your chicken with rice and lay your sins on Christ. <laughs> Guess that's it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Holy Ghost round the whip. What, what, what? 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 Holy Ghost round the whip. What, what, what?